Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. The teaching today is on hope. Can I hear you say hope? For we are to have hope. For our God is a God of hope. And we are to put our hope in God as it says in his word. And as we are to believe and we are to walk in it. In Jesus' name. So, hope. Confident expectation that that which you desire after you've prayed to God will happen. For what is life without hope? Extremely difficult. No way forward. Nothing that you believe will happen will happen. And so therefore you're in despair. You'll give up. Helplessness, unhappiness will increase. Lack of motivation without hope. So we want to make sure that we focus on the word of God. For the word teaches us that we are to have hope. So it's easy to look at others. For instance, growing up in Britain, (laughs) there were many people around me that were perishing through lack of knowledge. And the knowledge that they had, they were passing it on to me. So things like Oh, there's no point going to university because you're, 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 you're too brown. <laughs> to put it in a nice way. You're too brown. That's, that's the first thing, that the, the circles that I was in. And it's going to be difficult. You won't make it. If I did listen to those words, I would have had no hope. I wouldn't be standing here today. I would have given up. What's the point? No hope. Then things like, oh, you know, you're never going to get that job. Why? You're a woman. It's designed for men. And only men can go forwards. Only men have that hope of reaching the high levels that you want to go to. If I didn't have hope, I would have given up a long time ago. I would say, what's the point? It's a waste of time, you know? Or, or, or what the children use. That's long, you know? That's just too long. What's the point? Just too long. I would have given up a long time ago. And those were the words that I was hearing as a teenager growing up in Britain. You can't do it, you're too brown. What's the point? You're female. Luckily enough, I wasn't where I am now, but I knew there was a God that answered prayers. And I had hope in God, and I thank God that I continued on believing that there was hope for me, and I continued to go in Jesus' name. So sometimes we can, we can put ourselves in a similar position as those who seem or appear to be in the same position as us. But they're not. Because if you believe in the creator, if you believe in almighty God, Yahweh, then your case is not the same as theirs. Your case is different. Because you will see, oh, I could have said, yes, it's true. Look at the fate of all the other people in my position. They're not really going anywhere. I could have said that and said, okay. My hope has been dashed. What's the point? I'll just do whatever. But I didn't. I continued. I could have thought, ah, it's true. You know, females, you know, you don't really go anywhere. You know, it's too much of a struggle. It's a man's world. So let me just, okay, I'll just go and do whatever job I can get, you know, and struggle my way through. But I didn't. I thought, no. It's important not to put yourself in the same categories of others just because your situation looks the same. It's important to focus on the God that answers prayers and put your hope in God. Amen. So, I want us to read Psalms 42, 11. But sometimes we will look at our situation And we'll think, oh, you know, there's no point. And you'll tell yourselves all kinds of negative things. 
but we're not to do that. Mm. We're to ask ourselves, why are you downcast? Please read it. Amen. Psalm 42, verse 11. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Amen. Amen. So we are to put our hope in God. Yeah? We are to put our hope in God and wait confidently with the expectation for him who is a good God and he will do it for us. He's waiting to do that goodness for us. We are not to be in despair. And you are to ask yourself, as it says, ask your soul, why? 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 For you have no reason. You've been told that you have a God that will give you hope. You are to put your hope in God. So therefore, why would you be in despair? Ask yourselves. Romans 15, 13, please. Amen. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we are to overflow with hope, not just a little hope, not just, you know, a minor hope. All you have hope today is gone tomorrow. Yep. You are to have an overflow of hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, by God's Spirit, the God of hope who will fill you with joy and peace. So you are to be filled with joy and you are to be filled with peace. If you are not filled with joy and you're not filled with peace, perhaps you've lost hope. And you are to regain that hope in all situations that you are in. Whether you are a teenager, whether you are somebody who's experienced life and has gone through many challenges, you cannot pin your hope or your mindset on what has gone beforehand. Why? Because we have a God that makes the impossible possible. We have a God that opens doors and shuts doors. We have a God that as you cry unto him, he makes a way. He makes crooked paths straight. So you are to have your hope in God and not let other experiences sway you, blow you to and fro as the wind blows the sea. You are meant to focus on the hope, the God of hope. And have the hope in large quantities be overflowing in Jesus' name. Okay, we're very quiet today. Yeah, okay, I can't hear amens. <laughs> have we lost hope? Okay, good. We thank God. <laughs> so now, this uh, scripture that I'm going to read, funny enough, uh, a film that was made many, many years ago was on uh, TV during this Christmas period. And as I was watching it, it was called The Ten Commandments. The same scripture that I'm going to deliver here today was what was being um, played out in the film. I said, wow. So I've seen a vivid um, representation of what uh, the filmmaker had put together of what he saw as people that were losing hope and what God's power can do. So I want us to read Exodus 14, 10 to 12, please. This scripture, will come back to it again because it's very important. Amen. Can we just put 10 on the screen, please? Amen. Thank you. Exodus chapter 14, verse 10. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them, they were terrified and cried out to the Lord. Amen. Amen. They were terrified. They cried out to the Lord in prayer because we have a God that answers prayers. So they were terrified. Please continue. Amen. Amen. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us into the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Thank you. Amen. Had they not lost hope? Yes. They were saying, why have you brought us here? Yeah. The backdrop of this story is that these were God's people, the Israelites in Egypt. Yeah? They were slaves. They had been taken there to be slaves. And God had sent Moses to set his people free. So Moses had gone. Pharaoh's heart had been softened to allow the people to leave. And so the people had left now. But 
Pharaoh's heart was hardened again, and he came after them. Please read um, 12. Amen. Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Amen. Amen. What thoughts are those? Hmm? When challenges come, you know, you're saying, oh, rather than trying to go forward, God has come to deliver you. And because there's a challenge, now you just want to go back to how things were because you feel as though working as a slave where you're not even able to serve God is better than going forwards and going into the promised land that God has promised for you. They were saying it was better for us to stay as slaves. That's no hope. It means that you want to stay in bondage. You want to stay held down. You want to stay not moving forwards. You want to stay shackled to a slave master. How is that hope? How is that having hope in the Lord God Jehovah? So, I want us to read Exodus 12, 31, 33. For this is clear signs that the people, even though they'd seen many, many things from their creator, still, at that particular moment, didn't have hope. That's right. Amen. Exodus chapter 12, verse 31 to 33. During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Up, leave my people, you and the Israelites. Go, worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds as you have said and go, and also bless me. The Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country, for otherwise, they said, we will all die. So, as I said, amen. Pharaoh had allowed them to leave because he feared their God. He feared God, and so he allowed them to leave. Please read Exodus 14, 2 to 3. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 14, verse 2 to 3. Tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pi-Haroth, between Migdol and the sea, They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal-Zephon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the deserts. So it's important, this part here, because this is where some of us become become stuck in our lives, you know? There's a situation whereby you can't see how God is going to do it. In, In your mind, you're thinking, wow, you know, there's no way. There's no way forwards, and all hope becomes dashed. So they are now, they, the, the people have left um, Egypt, and they've been taken by Moses to um, be encamped by the sea, specifically, because this is where God will show forth his glory. And so they are there. The sea is there. The desert is there. And so now they have nowhere to go, unless all of them, the women, the children, the cattle, are going to be swimming across the sea. So in their minds, they're thinking, there's no way out. We are doomed. Instead of putting their hope in God, hope in God, for Pharaoh was hardened. The amount of things that came up against Pharaoh before he even let the people go. They saw all of that. And so they went with Moses. And when they got to a point whereby they didn't know where to turn, their hope started to be dashed. Is this true in your lives? Do you sometimes find that when you are in a certain situation, instead of relying on God and knowing that he's a God of hope, that sometimes your mind starts to wander elsewhere and think that, oh, there's no hope. We pray, may that never be your case in Jesus' name. Um, Please jump to um, the same Exodus 14, 5 to 7, please. Exodus chapter 14, verse 5 to 7. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt, with officers over all of them. Amen. Amen. So they continued to come, they decided to come after the um, Israelites to bring them back. He wanted their services back and he was coming with 
hundreds <laughs> of um, soldiers, hundreds of them. I think any of us, if we saw this, we'd be terrified. When I saw it on the movie, I said, oh, wow, if I was there, would I be one of them? They'll be thinking, why didn't you just let me stay? You know, it would have been better if you just let me be a slave, at least. I knew where I stood. But at this stage here, they had no hope because they saw the army coming and they were terrified. Please continue. Uh, to 10, please. Amen. Which we read earlier. Amen. Exodus 14, 8 to 10. Oh, sorry, just 10. Just the 10. Amen. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Meanwhile, they have seen all of God's power in Egypt. They saw a plague of frogs. They saw locusts, swarms of flies, livestock animals dying through the plagues, boils came upon the Egyptians, hailstone, need we continue. They saw all of this and still hope was gone. How possible? But, it's, but it, everything has been written down to teach us. Everything has been written down to teach us that even though you've seen all of God's glory, all of God's power, still thoughts can come to your mind that you will not have hope in God. So things were looking bad. They were not looking good at all. But they had to, should have focused on that, they, that we have a God that is always there to help us. A God that makes the impossible possible. And he may not do it in the way that we would expect him to do it. Because we don't know what lies ahead. Only God Almighty knows what lies ahead. And so all we are to do is have our hope in him and trust that he's very reliable. He's not going to let us down. He has brought us this far. And so we are to hope and know and have a confident expectation that that which we have cried unto the Father for, that he will answer the prayers in his way, not in our way. Amen. Amen. So, I want us to now jump to uh, Exodus 14, 16. And so God did answer their prayers. Obviously, they were, you know, fearful. They didn't know what to do. They were um, losing hope. But he did answer their prayers. Yes. Please read. Amen. Exodus chapter 14, verse 16. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Amen. 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 And then jump to 21 to 22, please. The same Exodus 14. Amen. Exodus 14, 21 to 22. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. Amen. Isn't God amazing? Give him yeah. a clap. Oh. Amen. Would any of us, if we were there, have expected that God's messenger, God's prophet, the one that God has sent to deliver the people out of Egypt, would just raise the staff and that the sea will part one side and the other side will be parted. And I don't know if any of you have dived into the sea to see how wet the floor is after all that water has been there for all those years. And then he made it dry. The ground was dry for all of them just to walk across. Amazing. Now, could anybody have thought that was what was going to happen? In the midst of trouble, the challenges, the fear that had come upon them, and all the hope that they had lost, God answered their prayers in a spectacular way that nobody would ever think of. We have an amazing God, and we have a God that we should never lose hope in. Why? Because he's the God of hope. So you cannot lose hope in the God of hope. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the people walked through. To the amazement of them, I'm sure if I was there, if you were there, you'd be amazed. 
you still keep going though because the enemy is coming behind you. So you keep going. Thoughts might go through your mind. Oh, you know, will the waves come back over us? Is it safe to go? But he's a God you can trust. He's reliable. And so if you are relying on a trustworthy God and he's the God that gives you hope, you just keep going. Whether or not you believe or not the sea is going to come back over, you will just trust and keep going. And so they did. They kept going. For our, for our God is a deliverer. And our God wants good things for us. And we are thankful that God has given us this word that we will not lose hope in him. That in 2024, we will continue to go forward with any challenges or any struggles. For we will lift up our voices and cry unto God. And he will answer our prayers in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So... But the Egyptians, they didn't give up. You know, if, if I was the one pursuing, I would have given up. I would have said, hey, this, this, their God is almighty. There's no way I'm going to chase them through that. The water, the sea has parted and the people are going through. I said, I'll turn back. Who here will turn back? Yeah, yeah, the one like this. <laughs> we know, we know. You will turn back because it's a miracle. Hmm? A miracle, a sign and a wonder. A, a, a magnificent display of God's glory and power. Hallelujah. Mm. They continue to pursue them. Please read Exodus 14, 23. Huh? They continue to pursue them. Exodus 14, 23. The Egyptians pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. Amen. Amen. And then uh, jump to 25, please. He made the wheels of their chariots come off so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is fighting against us. He's fighting for them. He's fighting for the Israelites, his people. So he is showing that even though the um, Egyptians still pursued them, he just jammed their wheels. Meaning that they will just stop in the pathway that he has put forward for his own people. They were not supposed to travel on that pathway. It wasn't meant for them. And so God stopped them in their tracks. Only for the inevitable to happen. Which was that they were devoured, they were swallowed up by the water. Hallelujah. Um, please read um, Exodus 26. Amen. Exodus 14, 26. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and their horsemen. Amen. And then in Exodus 28, it says, not one of them survived. Not one of them, not one of the Egyptians that were pursuing God's people, the people that had cried out to the God of hope that the challenges, it was a severe challenge. A severe challenge. You know, it wasn't a small thing. You have the big Egyptian army coming behind you. They're coming to capture you. Some may die on the way, but ultimately, you know that your fate, you're going to be a slave. Probably for the rest of your life until you die. That you'll be bound by all the rules, the regulations that they have that are not in your favor, but only for you to serve the enemy. We thank God that he's a God of hope. And we thank God that he's written this down, that we will not lose hope in 2024, despite the challenges that will come up against us. Hallelujah. So we can never know how God is going to carry out that which he's going to do for you. You've asked, you've committed it into God's hands. Your own is to just trust in God and hope that whatever it is that you desire, in line with God's will, that it will happen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says that God has plans for us. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us hope and a future. So if he has told us this, our own is to believe it. We are to believe it. We are to believe that in 2024, that whatever challenges that we may see, whatever struggles we may go through, whatever it is that we feel as though is doomed and there's no hope, 
that we are wrong. We are completely wrong and that the devil is truly a liar. Hallelujah. So in Psalms 121.2, it says, Our help cometh from the Lord. Please read that one. Our help cometh from the Lord nowhere else. For God works through man on this earth. And so, no matter what, the help you are getting is coming from the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Psalm 121.2. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Amen. 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 See, now, right now, I'll be inviting myself up to come and minister the song. My help coming from the Lord, mm -hmm. but I'm here now, so I can't sing. So. <laughs> but we are to believe this, that our help only coming from the Lord, nowhere else. You can go and cry on your friend's shoulder. You can go and tweet it or put it on Facebook, as many people do. Their issues, their problems, their troubles. And they get all sorts of comments back. To no avail. It has no effect on your situation whatsoever. Your situation remains the same. No change. But we are to know this. We are to believe it. We are to walk in it. That our help comes from the Lord. And he only wants good things from us because our God is good. And so he only wants good things for us because he is reliable, trustworthy. You can rely on his word. And we are happy that we have his word here today, that we are able to hear it, receive it, and have it in our hearts. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So when we pray, we are to pray and believe that our prayers have gone to God and that our prayers will be answered. For the word teaches us in Mark 11, 24, that when we pray, that whatever we ask in prayer, believe that we have received it and it will be yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's, let's read that. Amen. Mark 11, 24. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are grateful for this word because sometimes people will pray and they have forgotten that they have prayed for a certain thing. That when the challenges come, all hope is gone. But you have prayed for it. So know that God is working out ways. He's moving mountains. He's leveling the valley. He's filling any potholes that are in the way that are stopping you from receiving that which you have prayed for. That you shouldn't be giving up hope. That hope is what you have. Because without it, there's only despair. Without it, there's only helplessness. Without it, you will go and lean on other external crutches to feel it, thinking that you're making progress. But you won't be making any progress. You'll only be holding your own self back. Because without the knowledge that God is with you, that you are, are, have prayed to the God of hope, all hopes are dashed. And people... You see lots of people that have no hope. You see them, um, other things that come up, up, upon them, um, depression, stress. Um, <clears throat> that's the one, yeah. The thoughts that come into their mind that want them to end their life on this earth. It means you've given up hope. You have no hope that the situation that you are in will change. And many, many people fall into this trap because if you live in uh, uh, in a world, in your mind even, that there's no hope, what will you do? Even to get up in the morning, you won't even bother to brush your teeth. What's the point? Or even put on decent clothes. What's the point? Because that which you're hoping for, you've already thrown it away. It's like, oh, there's no hope. There's no point. Hmm? You get to a certain point in your life, challenges will come. And you, you, maybe you want to get married. But you've lost hope because each person that you've met uh, it didn't go the right way, and it's too much of a struggle. So now you won't comb your hair. You'll just walk anyhow. You won't put on nice clothes. You'll just go anyhow. Because that which you need to do to be seen so that you'll be married, you can't be bothered now. But yet you still desire it, but you've lost hope. Hallelujah. We praise God. We praise God that we are not to lose hope. We are not to lose hope, and we are to hold on to hope because those who lose hope, they have given up. What is the point to life if you have no hope? Those who are studying, 
in, in you know doing their their um, their education, and they may not have put as much effort into the learning as they should have. But God is a good God. He's a merciful God. And I know many that have cried unto God and have still passed without losing hope. They didn't. <laughs> I think we have a testimony coming up here now. <laughs> huh? They cried unto God. Did they deserve it? I can't say. However, <laughs> we have a good God. And they didn't lose hope. If they'd lost hope, they wouldn't have been bothered to pray in the first place. Because they would have said, there's no point. This is long. But they did. And they have seen God's glory in their life. Why? They didn't lose hope. And so we are to never lose hope in God. Never. In Jesus' name. So I want us to read um, Psalms 147, 11. Amen. Psalm 147, verse 11. Verse 11. Hallelujah. Amen. 147, 11. Amen. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. The Lord delights in those who fear him. So we are to fear God. And also, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Last week, we learned what love is in 1 Corinthians. And so we know that his unfailing love is there for us to receive it. His unfailing love. So if he's, well, sometimes, you know, human beings love, you know, sometimes they have a piece of it, you know, here and there. There's some bits they need to work on to have the, all of it. But God's love is unfailing. Unfailing. So we are to put our hope in our God whose love is unfailing. We thank God. Hallelujah. There are many things in this world that will fail you. Many things. <laughs> many, many things that will fail you in this world. And you... you Put your trust in those things. And those things will never amount to what you expected it to amount to. But you have a God, a God of hope that is unfailing. So you can rely totally on him for every single thing. There's nothing that you cannot rely on God for because he is unfailing. Hallelujah. So in Psalm 62... Five to six, we are taught again how we are to put our hope in God. Amen. He teaches us all the way through the Bible how we are to put our hope in him. That we are to hope in our God of hope. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 62, verse five to six. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Can we read the NIV version, please? Oh, it is. My one's slightly different. Okay. So, your soul, our soul, is to find rest in God. You are to find rest in God. And your hopes are to come from him alone. That he is the rock of our salvation. He is the rock. And he is the fortress. And you are not to be shaken. Because the challenges will come. The troubles will come. The problems will come. The storms will come. But you are not to be shaken. Because you have put your hope in God. You have put your hope in God. The God that delivered his people out of the hands of the enemy. It looked impossible, but he made the impossible possible. So you are not to be shaken in 2024. You are to continue to put your hope in God. Come what may. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So now the Bible teaches us that there will be sufferings. Yeah? Just to let you know. 
just to let you know that some people's sufferings, I wouldn't call it suffering. You know, they don't have money to put on their mobile phone. To them, they're suffering. My suffering as a child was we had the same dinner five days a week. That was suffering. Hey, but I haven't told you what the dinner was. Uh, so now I've grown up to an adult and I don't eat that food anymore because we, we had it so much. There's nothing wrong with it, you know, just to let you know. But <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> but some people's suffering is not really suffering, just to let you know, teenagers. Huh? <laughs> yeah, suffering, some, yeah. if it, only when I started to travel, when I grew to an age that I was able to travel around the world, I was able to see what real suffering looked like and how people really need God, really need to pray that the God of hope would deliver them from that suffering. Hallelujah. So in Romans 5, 3, it says, Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5, verse 3, Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. So we are Amen. to rejoice in our suffering. So this tells you that suffering is going to come. So I didn't say it. The word has told you. Yeah, you are to rejoice in your suffering. So if you are to rejoice in your suffering, it means suffering is going to come. So those who want a smooth ride, you don't want any problems, you know, you run away from trouble, trouble will come and find you. <laughs> There's nowhere to hide. Yeah, there's nowhere to hide because the enemy is everywhere. He's prowling, scowling up and down who to devour. And so you need to make sure that sufferings will come, that you are to trust in God and put your hope in God, that the challenges that you're going through, it will cease at some point in Jesus' name. And so suffering produces perseverance. Please read number four. Amen. Romans chapter 5, verse 4. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So perseverance builds character, produces character, and character, hope. If you do not go through any sufferings in your life, if everything is smooth, everything is just wonderful, you will not build perseverance. You will not build your character and you will not have hope. Because as soon as you've lived that life of nothing going, uh, no sufferings in your life, no challenges, no hardship, you live that life, as soon as the smallest problem comes, that's it, you've given up. No hope. No hope. Because you haven't built up any perseverance. You haven't built up any sort of character that will enable you to continue on the difficult road and that you will have hope that this situation will change in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If we read five, please. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Amen. Amen. So, and hope doesn't put you to shame. You know. It's not futile that you put your hope in God. That those who don't believe will look upon you and think, oh, look at them, they're wasting their time, you know, just following empty promises, you know. But we know that that is a lie. We know that we will not be shamed. We know that we have a God that answers prayers. We know that our God is the God of hope. And so he will answer our prayers and he will set us free. That suffering will come only for a season, but the seasons change. And we know that he has good things planned for us. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are to embrace suffering. Teenagers, embrace suffering. If you have the same food five days in a week, embrace it. It's a good thing. It will build perseverance. It will build character. And you will have hope. That your food will change in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. For people's suffering is different, you know. So I have to relate it to those that are living these times now, you know. So suffering, you know, if you don't have money for your mobile phone at the moment, don't worry. The season will change. You will work and get a job. And you'll be able to buy your own mobile phone and top it up. If you can't get the trainers that you want and all of your friends have those trainers, 
to you your suffering. But that suffering is only for a season. Because just because they call it peer pressure. I don't know. I call it you just need to get on with it. If you can't get if you can't have what you want, just get on with it. At some stage you get it. But you know, it's quick, quick things these days, so therefore, for them, it could be seen as suffering. But it will change. It is only for a season. It will be only for a season. So we need to know that we have a God of hope and that the sufferings that you will go for, the hardships you will go through, it is only to make you better, to make you stronger, to make you independent, to make you a problem solver. And you will refrain from saying, why me? I had many um, people around me that say, why me? Why not you? Why not you? Because you are going through it. It's you that's going to persevere. It's you that's going to build your character. It's you that's going to have hope at the end of it. It's you that will be made stronger emotionally. And you'll be strengthened by God. Very important. Hallelujah. So in Isaiah 40, 31, we are taught even more how to hope in God. Isaiah chapter 40, 31. Verse 31. Amen. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wow. This particular scripture, it just really touched me, really grabbed me. Because it says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. When, When you have no hope, you feel weak. You feel tired. You feel burdened, heavy, heavily laden with no hope. Uh, nearly on some people go, turn to self-destruction no hope no way out all you can see around you is darkness more problems upon problems upon problems and you want to shut yourself away no strength to even get up and even go to work because problems are upon you but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength hallelujah And they will soar on the wings like eagles. Wow. How many of you here want to soar on the wings of a pigeon? Oh. But they're birds. (laughs) It's specifically an eagle. Why? Why an eagle? An eagle. Because eagles fly high. Eagles are predators. Eagles don't have a predator to come and catch them. They are the ones that catch the prey. Eagles are superior birds. They have super vision, superior vision to the humans. Four to eight times better vision. Well, I was in um, a a country, and I'd never looked through binoculars before. And so um, uh, one of the people that was around the place where we were staying brought a binoculars for us to look through. We were amazed. We were so far away from the sea, but we could see through the binoculars into the, onto the sea and see the boat, the ship on the sea, and see the people standing on the boat. We were amazed at how far we could see using the binoculars. Can you imagine having eyesight like that? Like an eagle. To see, so you will see problems coming from afar. You will see those who are using strategies and building things trapped for you from afar. There's not much you wouldn't be able to see if you had the, had the eyesight of an of a, um, eagle. And they are fearless. They, are fe- they soar on storms. Huh? Whilst the other birds are taking cover, they're running away, they're hiding. The eagle soars, it floats on the storm to get to where it's going. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to soar on wings like an eagle. Hallelujah. (laughs) And they can swim. Eagles can swim. They can swim. So not only are they the kings of the sky, but they can also see far, 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 far beyond. 
see their prey, see their enemies, and also swim. Wow, they're very, very good swimmers. They're very good opportunists. They only eat fresh meat. Uh, they're not scavengers. They don't have leftovers uh, like other birds. They go and get fresh meat every day. Fresh meat. Fresh meat. And are attentive and pay attention to, uh, pay attention to detail. Who here wants to soar on the wings of an eagle? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And how is it possible to run and not grow tired? I did um, half a marathon many years ago. <laughs> I did it once. I never did it again. Because I grew tired. Hmm? 13 miles continuously running. The pain that I had afterwards was intense. So when I look at this scripture and it says, you will run and not grow weary. I have a very good understanding of what running and growing weary entails. It entails a lot of loss of water. You will lose weight. <laughs> but, but your feet are aching you. Your knees are aching you. You've been pounding, you know, running for so long. Even you're numb. Your body is numb by the time you finished. And even to walk up and down the stairs is an issue. But you will run and not grow weary. Wow. Wow. And not grow weary. You will not faint. You will not be dizzy. You will not be lying out on the floor. Because our God of hope is there. Our God of hope is there to renew our strength in all that we do. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Philippians 1.6 says, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are so glad that we have these scriptures to teach us. Amen. And that we continue to move forward and have hope in God. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. Being confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That he who began a good work in you in you will carry it on to completion you just have to believe you just have to trust and you just have to have hope in god because he is our god of hope he is our god that only wants good things for us he only wants us to prosper he only wants us to move forward in life in line with his will that we will not give up, that we will not lose hope, that we will not hear the whisperings of other people who are perishing through lack of knowledge. We will not hear the, the, the experiences of others and think, oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm in that boat too. So therefore, because they have um, immigration problems and this is what happens to them, that you will think that your fate is the same. No, not at all. You have a God of hope and you are to pray and cry unto the Lord God Almighty who answers prayers that your situation will not be the same as theirs, that yours will look different. Why? Because he wants to prosper you. He only wants to do good for you. And so you are to pray and know that there is a confident expectation that what you have prayed for and asked for, that God will do it for you. He'll do it for you in his way and not your way. His timing and your, not your timing. It will not look the way you want it to look. It will not even be how you expect it to be. But you should know that it will be done. Hallelujah in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So the message today has come to an end, that we are to have hope in God, Amen. that we are to trust God, for he is the God of hope. Amen. And we are to know 
that God Almighty only has good plans for us. He only has good things, for he is a good God. And we are to know that even though we may be walking through a pathway that doesn't look familiar to us, we've never been there before. And even though we don't really know where to turn or where to go, we don't even know how to continue. We are just to continue and believe in his word that he is there with us, that he has written his word down for us to receive it, to be taught that he makes the impossible possible. For if our God can part the sea for his people, what is it then that you'd be expecting to see when he is paving the way for you to move forwards in the midst of trouble, in the midst of sufferings, in the midst of problems? So we want to give God all the glory and all the honor. Give Amen. Our Father a clap. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Keep clapping, keep clapping, please. She's not finished yet, sorry, sorry. But that's okay. He's trying to keep me off the spine, no problem. So I want you to now to stand up and lift up your voices and pray unto God for I don't know what this word means to you. But lift up your voice and thank God for his word that he's given you today. That whatever it is that you had in your life that you were in despair of, any challenges that you had in your life that you have no idea how to come out of it, all the troubles, the despair, all the anxiety, the stress, depression is leaving you today in Jesus' mighty name. For we have a God of hope that is here to answer our prayers. That the God of hope, Lord God Almighty, Yahweh, is here to give us hope that we will renew. He will renew our strength as we have our hope in him. And we will soar on the wings of eagles in Jesus' mighty name. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.